What you're trying to find is what you're meant to create. I think I've been so guilty of that in my life. And I think a lot of us have looking outwardly for stuff, looking outwardly for things, looking outwardly for these different pieces that are going to make up the life we want versus getting clear on the inside and going through the necessary steps to create that life. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey, because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today's episode comes courtesy of a quote that I recently, sometime in the last six months or so, read or saw somewhere, and for the life of me, I cannot remember where. But I think that's classic for today's day and age, right? We're exposed to so much information on a constant basis that it can be kind of hard to remember when and where and why and all that. But anyway, I'm glad that I, at the time, grabbed it, wrote it down stored it in my little table of quotes that I keep. And recently when reviewing ideas for podcast episodes, I saw that and thought, wow, that fits really well with what is going on in my life right now. And I think that this would make a good episode to share with others. So the quote says, what you're trying to find is what you're meant to create. And it hit me over the head when I first saw it because It struck me in the sense of what I want to do with building a community, the live, work, travel community, and connecting people who are interested in living and designing a better life, people who are interested in changing the way that they work. So working remotely, working as freelancers, entrepreneurs, having control over their time, money, the freedom to work when and where they want, and the travel aspect. People who are interested in traveling the world and traveling now at a younger age, not just waiting for retirement to then go off and see the world, but people who want to incorporate travel and learning about other cultures and understanding the world, whether that is afar, way on the other side of the world, or whether that's just on the other side of the state or the other side of the country. The original time that I saw that quote, It struck me because, okay, I'm trying to find this community of people. I'm trying to find a place where I feel like I belong. And maybe, wow, okay, universe is telling me I need to create that. I know what I'm looking for and haven't quite found it yet. Maybe this is just something that I'm meant to do with my time here, meant to create that community. And so I set that aside for a while. And in reviewing my list of ideas for podcasts and seeing it again, it struck me in a different way of like, wow. This is actually happening in lots of areas of my life. It's not just the community, but the larger picture and larger message behind it is really in that of designing a life. And that is one of the big things that I'm passionate about. So much of what I do talks about freelancing, but there's also the live part in live work travel. And in live, I really want to connect with others and talk with others and have conversations around designing a better life for ourselves, designing what we want out of our life. Freelancing for me fits into that. It's a huge part of why I love my life. Absolutely. But that wouldn't have ever happened. It wouldn't have ever come about if I hadn't stopped and started thinking about, gosh, what do I want to be different from back when I was a teacher and going, look, I am tired exhausted. This career isn't doing it for me. I'm not making good money. I can't travel. I'm unhappy. I'm burnt out. What do I want to do that's different? Leaving all the old behind at 30 and going off in search of something new. I didn't know that freelancing would be would be it, but it's still just a piece that fits into the whole life 
designing a full life that I love because freelancing in any work can get to be bad without balance. There have been times in freelancing where I've burnt out, where I've been overworked and just letting it consume my whole life instead of having that balance of a well-designed life. So designing a life. One of the things that happened recently is I went to the store and I bought good old colored markers and craft paper and stretched it out on my living room floor and started scribbling away at all of these things that I wanted in my life. Now, these ranged from concrete experiences to more abstract things and feelings, right? I was reflecting about being 50 in another 11 years and like, what was I going to accomplish between now and 50? And I started to just go off and think about all of these things. And a few of them have started happening. Like it's starting to move in that direction. Like I can tell it's coming up and it brings up a lot of fear and also hesitation and things like that. And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode. So many times I feel like you'll see things of like manifesting a great life and all these different things, which wonderful, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that we talk as much about the fear of change, the fear of doing new stuff, and that that's a very real thing that's going to come along with it. You start to design this life that you want, but it is going to cause friction and hesitation and ah, what am I doing kind of feelings as well. And it's important to acknowledge that, to have people in your life, hopefully, who you can talk about that with, you can run things by with, it will support you through that. So for me, one of the things that I put on my list was that realizing that I need to and want to have in my life new friends. I want to keep growing my friend circle because I want different things than a lot of my current friends have. That was a struggle as well to admit that because it feels a little guilty. It feels a little like, well, there's nothing wrong with my current friends. Like, why do I feel so ungrateful? Or why am I like, is there something wrong with wanting to meet new people and have new experiences and things like that? And it took a lot of reflecting to go, dude, chill out. You can have your existing friends and you can also have room for more. There's no cutoff that says you can only have this many friends, this many people in your life. But basically I had to do a real look in the mirror type thing and acknowledge what I was going through and living through because all of my close friends from when I was younger have kids now and are very settled. And I am still doing this digital nomad, bop around the world life. And those are two very different worlds. And through some journaling and reflection, I admitted like, hey, love my friends. will always love them. I cannot wait for some of the travels and stuff as their kids get older. And that can be true. And at the same time, I can also long for other female friends who are my age and don't have kids and are traveling the world and are independent and kind of doing some things and taking cool trips and having just cool things happen. And both of those can be true. I want both of those basically. So I put that out there and all of a sudden things started happening. <laughs> I had a friend invite me to come to Germany for 10 days and I went there and we traveled around. We did Oktoberfest, which was absolutely wild and incredible. And then we had some just like chill downtime and we spent a weekend in Berlin and it was so much fun. You know, I don't travel a lot with other people. So it was just like, this was awesome. This, it feels like a new chapter of less solo travel and more traveling around with friends and 
having shared experiences together. So I got back to England after that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm settled here in England for a while again. And before I go off to Ecuador and I'm just gonna just buckle down. And then a few days later, a friend was going to had touch base, just saying, hey, how's it going? How's life type thing? And she was off to Albania to look at properties. And we had discussed that months ago, but I'd kind of forgotten about it. And I really froze up. I hesitated of like, oh my God, like, could I go to Albania? Of course I could. There's nothing stopping me. But it was like, but I just got back from Germany and only to turn around three weeks later and go off to Albania. Like, what am I doing? Like, how, what am I going to do with work? And is this too much travel? And I had to have a talk with myself and go, look, you asked for these things to start happening. You wanted friendships where people are saying, hey, I'm going off and doing this. Hey, I'm going off and doing that. Do you want to come? Do you want to come? Do you want to come? And now you're looking for ways to shut it down and you're looking for excuses to back out, to go, well, what about work? And well, I'm only in England for a little bit longer. Shouldn't I stay in England and maximize my time there? Basically just searching, like just trying to invent any excuse or trying to fall back in old patterns of self-doubt. Because the one thing that's not really an excuse is when I was living in England, I was very settled, very settled. It felt so good. It's been a long time since the pandemic, really. It had been so probably a year and a half since I'd felt that settled. But the pandemic was a weird settled. It was not a good type of thing. So you'd have to go back before that. It's like four or five years since I'd felt that settled. And I had my routine. I had stability. I had a desk and home office that I was at every day with an external monitor. And just like I had my routine and I was thriving in it. And so this is my first time being settled and getting to a point where I felt like I had control over my calendar, where I was hitting the things that I need to be hitting on a daily basis, sticking to things, forming good habits. And it felt really good as a person with ADHD who has struggled with that always, especially since I've become independent, right? So like working for myself. And it was like, I could get really used to this. I could stay in this routine. Am I going to screw it up by traveling? by bopping around, by doing these little trips here and there and that and the other. And basically, when thinking it through, I thought, okay, look, not going to Albania would give me one more week in England. So it would be four weeks of solid routine versus three weeks. It's not going to make that big of a difference. And how can I turn around my mindset of, oh my God, I'm so scared of this. I'm scared I'm going to fall out of routine. I'm scared that the business is going to fall apart. I'm scared that I'll never get back on routine. I'm scared that my routines won't hold up while I'm traveling. I'm scared that my systems will all break down. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. (laughs) How can I take that and turn it around into, I have been kicking ass and my systems have worked really good. Yes, they are going to break down some because life on the road is just not the same as life waking up every day, going upstairs to the home office and sitting down at a desk. It's going to happen. I'm going to be tired. Wi-Fi is going to drop. I'm going to pretend, you know, that I'm going to work in the airport and then get to the airport and be so tired. I'm just going to pass out. These things are going to happen while traveling. But I have proven that I can stick to systems. And so if the system breaks down from 100% to 80%, that's still going to be way better than in the past when I had no systems. And I can look at this as an opportunity to practice my systems versus just freaking out and full on pumping the brakes and saying, I'm not going to go because I don't think I can handle life on the road, right? I asked for life on the road. I asked for more spontaneous trips and things. And this is what I went after when deciding 
to blow up my old life all those years ago. But that's a very real thing that happens. We ask for something, and at least me, I don't think about all of the things that are going to be required for that thing. Nothing in life really is just a, here you go, you got everything you wanted kind of game. We have to be willing to sacrifice other things in order to get the things that we want. And in having friends who are getting married on the other side of the world, or having friends that say, I'm going to Albania to look at properties. Do you want to come? And having those kinds of things happen, there's a trade-off. The trade-off is stability of knowing exactly what I'm doing next week. Stability of having my calendar all set and sorted and tidy. Which one do I want more than the other? Well, I want the trips. So I'm going to need to continue to optimize and refine and create systems that allow me to live this new version of the life that I'm designing. But it was an interesting thought. It was an interesting reflection. And I'm applying it to some of the other things that I wrote down that I wanted in in life because I know what's coming, right? I got clear on what I wanted and I know those things are coming and I'm trying to prepare for them as best I can. Obviously, there's just that whole opening and accepting as well, but I'm trying to prepare for the friction that I know is coming because it's not easy. I don't care how many times you've done it. It's not easy to leave your comfort zone and get the new thing that you wanted because it's going to require giving up something else, whether that's an old part of yourself, whether that is actually something tangible like the house I've been living in for the last, oh, I don't know, four or five, six months when I was in England, just like thinking to like, okay, the spontaneity and the trips and stuff that takes away from where I'm at now. You know, I have a closet and I have a set of drawers instead of being out there in the world again, just living out of one suitcase. It's it's always, always, always a trade-off. But What I'd forgotten was it's not just about committing it to paper, to committing it to clarity, to getting clear on what you want. It's also doing the work to prepare for receiving what you've asked for. Because for most of us, that is going to take some additional work. Is it worth it? Absolutely. But it is going to take some additional work. The other thing I think that we can forget sometimes is the speed at which things start moving. And we can notice our hesitancy to keep up, right? A lot of times, at least me, I'm very much, can be a control freak about a lot of things. And it's like, no, 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 I wanted things to be more spaced out. You ask for the thing, calm down and let the thing happen. And I can feel internally that I'm getting caught up on this like spinny wheel thing of, okay, what's next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And then I'm going to freak out because it's happening so fast. But The reflection that I've been doing lately is just kind of believing that things are going to happen at the pace that they are meant to happen and believing that I'm going to keep growing and gaining the skills and the resources and the systems and the friends and the people, you know, all the things, the support that I need in order to grow and change and be ready for the things when they occur. And it just, for me, it hits like being strong enough to let go of the desire to control everything. Because nothing really comes like we intend it, (laughs) for the most part. And we just can't usually see the direction that things are going to take. But life gives us the direction, kind of teaches us the things that we need to know for it. So that's been on my mind a lot lately as I go through this process and keep ruminating on that quote. What you're trying to find is what you're meant to create. I think I've been so guilty of that in my life. And I think a lot of us have looking outwardly for stuff looking outwardly for things, looking outwardly for these different pieces that are going to make up the life we want versus getting clear on the inside 
and going through the necessary steps to create that life, including the steps of working through being at peace with it, working through accepting it, working through the fear that comes with change, working through all of those things in order to then end up with what we want. Quick episode today, but I hope my ruminations were helpful and I hope that it inspires you to A, get clear on what you want and B, just kind of stare down that future, that road ahead with the knowledge that it's not a straight line. It's not a smooth line. It's going to come with all of these different things. There's going to be growth and reflection and fear and journaling and all kinds of things that you're going to need to go through in order to get down that path. But it's the same journey that all of us are going on. Our different versions of it, yes, but we're united in that we're all walking that road together. Anyway, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, please do sign up for my weekly newsletter at escapehatchnews.com. Every week I'm sending out tips on live, work, and travel in order to help you design a better life, make more money through freelancing, and if you're interested, figure out how to travel the world like I do. You can also get a hold of me on Instagram at liveworktravelig or by email at hello at liveworktravel.com. And I'll see you next Monday. Take care. Bye.